With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Tableau Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Tableau Podcast the podcast that talks about superheroes, apocalyptic bunkers, honey, uh, just cults. We talk, about, we talk about a lot of crazy things, but we don't talk enough about what we're supposed to talk about, which is art and music. Um, because I think we're in the music category. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just realized this because I was looking at, um, my friend was like, so you started a podcast and I want to listen to it. Send it over. And I was going to send him a link and I went into Apple Podcasts and I realized that um, we're in the uh, like society, culture section and also the, uh, the music commentary section. And um, I don't think we've talked very much about art or music. Yeah. Like at all. I mean… We've what talked it, about what zombies. We've talked about zombies and, and Elon Musk and Spider-Man and Disney and Sony. We've even had a guest, you know, we've had Jacob from, like, Ned from Spider-Man here. Yeah. But we have not talked about music, really. I mean, everything we talked about is art, if you think about That's it, right? That's what I was saying. And yeah. music is art. So, like, everything I talked about is technically, like, music commentary because it's music to your ears. You could say this is art. What? Right now, what I'm doing… Oh, podcasting itself is art. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of music without the, the, the music part. Right? It's just my <laughs> voice. Right? It's my voice. And I'm yeah. a musician. So if you're hearing my voice, it's like music. I'm like performing. Right? This is yeah. like performance art is basically what I'm saying. So we are abiding by our category. Yeah. Okay? Um, uh, but I realized that um, we didn't… We weren't talking about art at all because of your shirt actually. Oh. Um, I like your shirt that you're wearing today, Diane. Yes. Um, so Diane is wearing a like a shirt that is obviously um, like one of a kind. It was probably made by an artist, right? Yeah. I tagged along to Field Dogs uh, who's a Korean rapper. Uh-huh. Field Dog? Um, yeah, yeah I, met him, uh, I met him about a month ago. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, that was the first time I met him at a show. And I guess mm. he had like a corner of like white shirts, uh, long sleeve shirts. He spray painted each one individually. So he made that like one of a kind shirt for you like on the spot? Not for us. It was just like on a rack. Mm-hmm. And then you could choose which one called to you. And then you could, you could choose from a pile of screen print options and put it on. I was not the demo for this space. So it, so it was like a, it was like a, like an exhibit. Yeah. Okay. And. You can't wash that shirt. You know that, right? Why? What do you mean? It'll probably wash out. Oh. It'll become like a tie-dyed shirt. Okay. <laughs> Did you wash it? No, 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 no. Okay. This is the first time I'm ever wearing it. I'm uh, not like good at fashion. 
No, that that's a very fashionable shirt. What well, are you talking about? Well, someone gave it to me. <laughs> Yo, being I, good at fashion yeah. is like the most unfashionable thing you can do in 2019. Okay. Is what is my opinion. You, should I do do more norm core? Like, oh no, but what I'm, <laughs> what I'm, oh my god, I just got reminded. Um, you know, norm core, yeah. like that term, mm-hmm. like the minimal look. That's what it, that's what that term is. It's yeah. like if you're wearing just like solid grays or um, there was like a huge like like a newspaper fashion thing in Korea where they used me. Um, me and Haru as like a very good example of normcore because the the clothing that we were wearing at the time was very basic and it was like um, you know we we were wearing basic colors yeah and um, so they did this whole thing about normcore which is the only reason why I know that term oh that's like the only fashion term I know and you mentioned it whoa um, but I think like fashion like. Trying to be fashionable is yeah. sort of done. You know, that may come back later, but like, I think it's sort of done right now in 2019. I think, like, not like if you think, if you really think you're not fashionable, because you are, obviously. And, but if you don't think so, uh, I think that's like, that's what's fashionable. Really? Kind of. Yeah. The reason why I mentioned this is okay. Do you know Hyogo? Yeah. The band? Yeah. Okay. So when I, um, they they used to be at a label that I, I ran. And um, at the time when I, you know, when I wanted to bring them on, um, a lot of people that I was showing, you know, I, w- I was showing them like their pictures. I was, you know, letting them listen to their music. Um, a lot of people around me didn't get um, their fashion. And they were like, they're like, oh, dude, why do they dress this way? And I was like, dude, that this is, like, this is what's gonna be what what everyone's gonna be dressing like in like a year. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, I was right. You know, I'm I'm not taking credit for their fashion. I mean, yeah. they're very fashionable, right? That's their thing. But I'm just saying, like, one like a year later, um, you go out into the streets in Hongdae, and everyone's dressed like that, right? So, um what we think is fashionable is probably not going to be very fashionable like pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I just like, I, I think, you know, you like wearing like down to earth stuff, right? Well, <laughs> I, uh, I would love a future where I dress my age. Oh. I feel very like a kid Dude, a lot. Dude, that's a whole other topic well, we got to talk about. Well, because like you're you're a musician, you're a rapper. And, you know, with hip-hop, especially hip-hop and fashion go hand in hand, right? Like there's so many things that hip-hop has done for fashion yeah. and culture. Well, basically and hip-hop and is fashion. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, coming to Korea and, um, you know, in the States, I was around a lot of like… When I was in the States and working, I was around a lot of just like writers and like, you know, filmmakers and like comedians. Uh So the fashion for that demographic is… It's very different. It's, you know, purposeful normcore. It's purposeful. Like, it's ironic retro. It's it's a hoodie and whatever free shirt you got from an event you went to. Yeah. And like, you know, Goodwill jeans and stuff, right? And so… Coming here and being around a lot of musicians and like uh, people and Eric who, Nam. Well, Eric's not a good <laughs> example, 
of what I'm talking about. But I remember one time I got invited to a dinner that was like full of like cinematographers, like DJs and like producers, like music producers. And they were like over the top, like high fashion. They were just wearing like the latest shoes, like Stussy this. And like I literally showed up in like an old Target sweater mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and jeans from wherever and sneakers. And I just felt like a child. Okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, um, I I feel like that sometimes I need to dress my age. Yeah. Obviously, right? But like with the music that I'm doing and I'm always on stage and stuff. Um, you know, sometimes like I'll be wearing stuff that like, you know, kids that are like 16, 17 want to buy. And um, I, you know, I always uh, have like this discussion with my stylist. Because I'm like, I think maybe I should like kind of dress my age, you know, regardless of the music I do, right? Because like, I, I don't like, I don't like wearing, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm acting like a kid. And um, yeah, and that's a discussion I always have. But like, I think eventually like what's happened to me is I've started just like dressing the way I feel I am, you know, like just comfortable basically. Yeah. And that is is like has become like its own thing. Um, I actually buy a lot of my clothing at like used stores, like Goodwill kind of stores. There's actually the jacket I brought today. Oh. It's probably exactly what I just mentioned. Like what kids that are like 16, <laughs> 17 want to buy. Okay. I, okay. I got to start dressing my age. Do I? What what does that mean though for you? You know, like for you, like a like Adishi, like, like a, yeah, like a three piece suit. No, and I'm like, and then I come out on stage and I'm like, I'm a born hater. No, it'd be like a polo shirt. Are you like making fun of me? Are you col- talking shit to me right now? No, I'm saying for your age, dude. What are you? What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm saying like you're, you're like I'm saying don't like, dress your like, age. What do you mean dressing like your age? Like an Adishi? Like no, like you should be wearing polos, dude. Like you should be you should not be wearing should. Crocs. You should be wearing Crocs, dude. Bro, I'm not saying you loafers. should. Loafers. Should I be wearing loaf? Should I be on a yacht, Diane? Should I be on a yacht? <laughs> I don't think every should person I, your age is on a yacht. Should I be should I be on the top floor of a building in in Wall Street? No, you know what it is? I feel like everything you wear would be if you were to quote unquote dress your age, be functional. That's what it is. Functional yeah. clothing. Um like you use every pocket in like a vest. Like a like a Patagonia <laughs> situation? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh so I bought this uh windbreaker from Patagonia. Patagonia? Mm-hmm. Okay. And because because it was windy. Okay? That's all it was. Yeah. It was fully a functional decision. Uh, it was windy. And I had a shirt on. And I needed to have a windbreaker. To break the wind. <laughs> so I bought like a Patagonia windbreaker. Uh, and I met Two Cuts. And Two Cuts was like… Oh my god. He's like laughing at me, right? He's like… It's like, oh my god, you look like an Ajashi, dude. You look like you're gonna go hiking. Like with your Ajashi friends. And I'm like, by Ajashi friends, do you mean you guys? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, but you look… Dude, you look so old. Why you, why'd you buy that, right? And then Mithra comes. 
comes, and Mithra sees me, and it's the same jacket. And Mithra's like, "Oh, Patagonia! I love Patagonia, dude. That looks that looks awesome." And I'm like, "What? How can I ha- like? How can there be such like mixed yeah. reviews?" And I think that's what fashion is, basically. It's like how you look at it, right? Yeah. Well, Two Cuts literally sees fashion as a way to bypass his age. Dude, Two Cuts… Here's how Two Cuts dresses, okay? <laughs> okay? I mean, you guys have seen Epic High sta- Stages, right? Two Cuts wears like… Huge logos, okay? Which I'm really against. Okay? Most of my clothing… Um… You you will not know where it's from. Like even I don't know where my clothes <laughs> that I wear are from. Yeah. Um, but two cuts was like he he bought a hoodie, and I'm like, yo, what are you gonna wear today on stage? And he's like, I'm gonna wear a hoodie. And I'm like, what hoodie? And he's like, uh, just a black hoodie. And I'm like, you sure for for like for like a concert like a hoodie isn't that way too like you know dressing down? And he's like, no, it's okay. So we get on stage and he pops up on the hoodie. And I'm like, oh, he's really wearing like a black hoodie just for this show. Like he's, you know, just taking it easy. And then I'm like, DJ Two Cuts. And he goes up and he's like saying hi to the audience. And I see on his back a humongous Balenciaga. Okay. (laughs) Huge letter, block letters. Okay. And I'm like, oh… Again, once again, like all of Two Cuts clothing, you know exactly where it's from. Yeah. Okay. And so Two Cuts is always like talking shit to me. But I gotta say, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's some great fashion. Yeah. You don't have to consider his word to heart. Dude, this guy's like has Balenciaga hoodie on. He's got like supreme everything. He's probably got like Gucci underwear and stuff. Probably. Yeah, I don't I I'm not really into like um like logos and like um like expensive clothes. Yeah. I really don't like expensive clothes. Um There was a time <laughs> Oh no. There is one time though <laughs> where I don't know why we started talking about fashion art, all of a sudden. Art. Oh, it is art. Yeah. It's art that you wear, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Although I'm not a fan of like flexing logos and brand names. This one time, uh, we were in LA. This was like, I think like three, four years ago. We were, no, five, five years ago. We were in LA and uh, we went to Supreme. Okay? Because um, I think my stylist wanted to buy something. And Supreme always has like a line. Yeah, like yeah. Like a dumb car- like club yeah. red carpet line. And we went to Supreme. And I guess because of the way we were dressed. Like um, they just let us in. And we got, in to go in, we got to go in a little faster. So we got in. And we're buying… You know my stylist is buying something. And um, I see a coat. Right? And it, it was a brown coat. Like a long coat. And I was like, oh, that would be great for like fall, for autumn. And it had nothing on it. No logo whatsoever. Okay? Which is what I like. So I bought this uh, coat. Loved it. Um, And like autumn came. And I wore like the hell out of it for a while. Right? Mm -hmm. And but one day, I was like, I don't think anybody knows that this is Supreme. (laughs) 
and it concerned you? I was like, I was like, I paid how much for this for this coat? Mm. And everybody just thinks it's like it's like a good looking like just a plain brown coat. Like I don't think anybody knows that this is this is supreme. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, when I take off my coat, like when I go into a meeting and I take off my coat and I hang the coat, like I fold the coat onto the chair, should I maybe maybe like stick out the tag? Open it a little bit <laughs> because it has the logo in the inside. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, why am I thinking about this? Oh my God, I I've I've I'm becoming the person I hate. Yeah. Why why does the why does the brand matter? Right? And I'm like Will people who know fashion know that this is they would supreme? Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They didn't. And I'm like, I'm like, why do I want them to know? Why does it matter? Like, if they know or not, it's just how I feel in this coat. Like that matters, right? Oh my god, what's 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 happening to me? That was the one short like moment where I was like, oh my god, these brand brands have some so much power over you. Have you have you ever participated in like fashion week or like runway yeah. shows and stuff? Yeah. I actually um many many times, but I remember the very last time because that was a time that I decided not to go to them anymore. Really? Yeah. So Epikai would be invited to like sit in at fashion shows. Um there are certain fashion designers that really like liked us. So we would go and, you know, just sit there. Um that's what you do, right? Yeah. You just you just sit there and you watch uh, the runway, and but there was one occasion where we were asked to perform at a fashion show, and I was under under the impression that there would be like a stage and it would just be like any um, fashion show, like or, or any concert, and I get there and. Um, so it was it was set up where like I would have to perform on the runway. Yeah, that's very okay? that happens. So it's like a Victoria's Secret, yeah. you know, like concert basically, right? Yeah. Where like the rappers are on the runway and the models are like doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Like passing by us. Yeah. And um so I get out there and I'm rapping. Okay, I'm not that short. Okay? I'm not. I'm not that short. Um, oh, why are you looking at her? Why is our cameraman? <laughs> oh my god, our our camera guy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what? Sungun, right? Yeah. Dude, Sungun, that's oh my god. That's the first time I've seen you make eye contact with Diane <laughs> when I was like, I'm not that short, and you're like, <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'm not like. I'm not… I don't think… I think I'm average. But I wasn't that day. Okay? And all the pictures that came out from it… Like it was in the press… I look tiny. I, like I look like I'm in a forest. <laughs> okay? Like… I feel like I'm, I'm standing next to like a bunch of trees. Because, because these models… Like they look awesome, right? And they're like super tall. And I'm standing in the middle of them rapping. And I, I I look like small. Like I'm fine with that. Like I don't really care about my height or anything. Like I don't have any complex about that. You know I, I love… I You know I live with who I am. Yeah. But the picture looked like… 
it was it was like photoshopped, photoshopped yeah. or like at least distorted in some way because this it just didn't make like scientific sense okay <laughs> and there i am like with sunglasses like fully decked out and look, trying to look cool but i look like i'm i'm like 11 um wearing like you know you know my big brother's clothing and like hanging out with like my nba player dad's like friends okay <laughs> and um and I, I it, that was like that i was like oh, yo we can't do any of these shows where like we're on the runway yeah cuz it looks weird like I, it just looks funny i i only want to i would only ever want to go to shows where it's like the really elaborate ones like chanel every year Coacher chanel always has like a crazy set and like theme and stuff but then also um tyler the creator for golf Yo, Tyler the Creator's fashion though, like like his stuff, I I I you know, it's not like I wouldn't say that it's like I think that's just like a whole different genre, you know? Like yeah. that's not like high fashion. Um it's it's like I it's it's like it's like a very unique thing that he has. Um so I'd be okay like going to his show. Well, have you seen like videos of his like runway shows? Yeah. They're crazy. Like yeah, with the insane. skateboarders yeah, like insane. going like, through. It would be just like hanging out with like, you know, friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um yeah, because because my friends have like <laughs> skateboarders <laughs> in, their, just in their back. living room just <laughs> skateboarding while they talk and play PlayStation. But I what I'm saying is, um, I'm more comfortable in that kind of situation. Um, like also, you know, going on a tangent from fashion, like have you been to, like you said you went to field dog show but have you been to a lot of like um like art exhibits like uh, that where, where the artist is there and it's like really hip and like really I've, I've been to photography ones I like the only thing I do on tours um is go to galleries and because my members um like don't really like art <laughs> Like they don't like to go see art. They don't like galleries. So I always go by myself. And um, the thing is I like quiet galleries where like I can just, you know, freely roam. But there are certain shows that are… You know those like Instagrammable shows that are super popular right now? Oh like the ice cream Yeah, museum. you know for the, like the last few years like every… Um, you know, every art exhibit is like specifically tailored so that you will take Instagram photos. Yeah. And there are just a ton of people there that are there to get that Instagram photo as opposed to just, you know, looking at the art. So, um, and it's very crowded because of that. I'm not saying that, you know, they're bad in any way. I'm saying, you know, you know, if they that's if that's something that they want for their IG, that's fine, right? If that's because it looks it looks pretty, yeah. right? It looks neat. But I'm saying it just it's just like crowded. So I don't like to go see art where it's very crowded. Um, but one big thing that I went to was in LA. Uh, and it was like this… Uh, it was like a photography slash um, street art kind of exhibit. And I get there and um, I was being introduced to the artist hmm. at the time. And someone wanted to introduce me to the artist. So I went there and I met the artist and I actually met um, Travis Scott. Oh. So uh, there's a picture of me online with Travis Scott and that, that's when we met. Um, so it was at that thing. 
And the artist was like showing me his stuff and he was like incredible. He was a really nice guy too. And he's showing me this stuff. And then we go downstairs and um, there's like a bunch of people, right? It's like, it's like a party. Like this gallery was packed. And it was a small gallery, right? It was like a boutique gallery. And on the wall, there were like a bunch of pictures of like, it was like the same picture almost, right? Of uh, Justin Bieber. So I'm like, huh? And <laughs> people were drawing stuff on Justin Bieber. Oh. Okay. And the artist was like, hey, you, do you guys want to draw some stuff too? And we're like, huh? What? And they gave us like these uh, like color pens and markers and stuff like that. And I look and some of the people that were like drawing on the picture… On the pictures, they were incredible. Like some of these guys were like recreating that shot into something like completely new. Like some people were doing doing graffiti. Some people were doing like just ex- like expressionist art. It was just in- incredible, right? So here, here, like the way I am, I'm like I'm feeling the challenge. I'm like, we're like the only Koreans here right now. Like let's show them what's up, right? And um. So two cuts and I were like, we're gonna take this challenge, yeah. and um, so we, what two cuts drew? Okay, here's what I drew. I drew, I don't know why I did this, but um, so it's a it's a picture of Justin Bieber like against just blank white, right? Okay. And I drew his, I drew one of his hands into a carrot. Okay, so I turned one of it. He's like he's like posing like this, and I turned one of Justin's hands into a carrot, and then I turned his head, his whole face and head into a creepy looking pink bear. Okay. Okay. A, a creepy looking pink bear. Oh. Uh, okay. Do you okay. See it? Yeah. So he's got like teddy bear ears. Uh, he's got like these crazy eyes. He's got like a pink nose, and like he's got like fur all over his face. And then uh, two cuts turned Justin Bieber into a giant carrot. A t- okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, just basically turned him into a humongous carrot. He's just all like dressed in an orange suit with like green like hair and into a big carrot. Okay. And, and wrote, I'm a born hater on it. And then we signed it. And uh, we we're like, okay, that, that was horrible. And then, um, then like a few months later, Justin Bieber's music video comes out, right? For what song? Um, the song was called. Uh, let me look it up. Um, Justin Bieber, Skrillex, and Diplo uh, put out a song called "Where Are You Now." That song? Yeah, yeah. And the music video came out, right? And our drawings were in the music video. So what this whole exhibit was, was um, Justin Bieber was collecting these stills of, of, you know, that of people like drawing stuff on those stills. Yeah. And using it like animation in the music video. Okay. But our drawings made it into… Of all those amazing drawings, I don't know why ours got picked. But our, both of our drawings made it into the music video. <laughs> And if you if you, there and then screen grabs came out and it was in the press, right? Like yeah. Epi, Epikai appears in 
Justin Bieber's… Oh, because Born Hater yeah. is like a clear indicator too. I, yeah. And like I on mine, I wrote My High is Epic. Oh. Okay. And I think a clip of us actually drawing the stuff was maybe in the video. I don't know. But it was like in the press. And it was so funny. Like that… I feel so… I was… I felt so bad because our drawings were like horrible. Like I… If I had known that it was going to be in a Justin Bieber like music video for sure. Yeah. Um, I would have like, you know, brought out the inner Leonardo da Vinci. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just, you know, for fun. But it was in the video. What a surprise. So uh, that was a crazy… That was like one of the most interesting art gallery experiences I had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to… Uh, an exhibition in Seoul with Gentle Monster and Mino. The the sunglasses company yeah. and Mino from… So I didn't know… From Winner. Yes. Okay. So no from... thanks. You what? Did. Okay. Epic High has a song called No oh. No Thank You with uh, <laughs> with Mino on it. Oh. Okay. okay. Diane does not give a shit about me <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay. But anyways. I, I, I went um, not knowing what Gentle Monster was. I had no idea it was a sunglass brand. Okay. I actually didn't know for a long time too. So it's okay. I wore… Like… Uh, they they sent me some of their sunglasses. And yeah. I was wearing it on stage. I didn't even know that I, it, it was that. So it's totally fine. Because I just kept seeing ads for it. Mm-hmm. Saying like Gentle Monster in collaboration with Mino. Mino? Yeah. Um, and I was just like… oh, And Mino. I, I like seeing… Art. So I was just like, oh, I'll see it. It's, I, mean, I, I thought Gentle Monster was some kind of like art group or something. Mino's a like Song Mino from Winner. He's a he's a r- exceptional artist. Yeah. He like there's a drawing that he did of um like we have a song like, Born Hater. Oh okay. And Mino was also in that song. So he drew like a drawing of all of us, and that drawing was like fantastic, and. It was more like a cartoon drawing. But at, like other than just cartoons too. Like he also does a lot of painting and stuff. And he's really into art. Yo. One, and, of, yeah. one of the people that you don't want to go to any of these exhibits with is is Two Cuts. He will just ruin your experience. He's one of those guys that spends the entire like half an hour to an hour that you're there. Um, saying, what the fuck? I could do that. I hate when people say that. But, I really genuinely do don't like… I do not like it when people say that about anything. But like… Two Cuts like really means it though. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, He's like… At first I thought he was doing it to just annoy me. Yeah. Like we would go to like MoMA or like the Whitney. And then… He would just be like… Dude what? I could do that. And I'm like… Dude… I hate people that say that. Yeah. Man just like… Can you not say that? Like… Because you didn't do that. And that person did it. Come on. Let's just not say that. Yeah. And then… He kept doing it. Like every single painting or like… Um, sculpture. He would be like… What? what is this? Is this black paint? I could do that. And I'm like… Dude stop. And then eventually like… As he kept repeating it… I noticed that he was… He was… He really was thinking it. <laughs> like… At one point, he would just be like, Wait a minute. Should I be a pop artist? Because I, I, I really think I can do that. Picasso. And I'm like… It went from annoying to seeing like 
the birth of an artist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, was this guy just trying to be like annoying and like cynical and like just a pain in the ass? Or is this guy really like feeling like he he could pull some of this off, right? And then we went to like the Brooklyn Museum and we're looking at stuff and he's like, I can do that. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, dude, that's that's Basquiat. Um, You're like, since when have you ever done anything close to that? Yeah, I'm like, that that's Basquiat though. And he's like, yeah, but I can do that. And I'm like, are you serious? Uh, like, are you serious right now? Or are you just trying to know me? And he's like, no, I want to be a pop artist. Maybe I should be a pop artist. And I was like, okay, try it. And to this day, he has not created a single <laughs> work of art at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tukas is one of those guys. Well, you know, like the whole like avant-garde thing, right? Which is like the idea. It's almost like art for artists. Yeah. So like things that like when people say… Like Duchamp. Yeah. yeah so when um, the whole thing of like, I don't get it. And it's like, you're not supposed to get it. And it's like truly logistical. It's like you literally don't know like the material or the actual like technique involved. Yeah. Because you yourself are not an artist. You know, Peng Namjoon? The video art. Korean master of like video art. Oh no. His uh, work is basically in like, you know, every major um, art gallery in the world. Like Guggenheim, just everywhere, right? And he is like one of the definitive um, like modern artists ever. And for uh, like one of his exhibits, I did the, uh, you know, the audio like guide. Uh Uh-huh. So I did… The audio guide. It, oh. it, it, it was in my voice, right? Yeah. And uh, when I was recording it, um, I did not understand what I was saying most of the time. <laughs> because, you know, like some of the some of the concepts are like out there. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, people are gonna be listening to me to get an explanation as to what this work is, and I'm telling them what it is. And I'm not understanding what I'm saying. I can hear like now in my head. Just like every sentence is phrased like a question. Yeah. Because like, you don't know what you're saying. That's actually what I was getting at. That's <laughs> that's what was happening. I'm like… So this this was um, to show like the the urgency of like… What are the expressionism and like cubist and art. And like, like Picasso. And, I'm, and everything I'm like… And of, of cubism? <laughs> and, and then I'm like, and then they're like, oh, can we record that again? I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I'm recording again. And it was hilarious. I'm like, and you know, Dusham and the, the toilet bowl? <laughs> and I'm like, the urinal? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, a lot of people, you know, you either love art or like hate it or don't get it or whatever, you know, but it's it's like, I wish though. That we redefine um, like what we think of as art and poetry though. Okay. Like okay. distinctions you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's… it's You know, we've… Civilization has been around a very, 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 very long time. Right? Okay. Some would say. Yeah. And like poetry… Okay, I'm a literature guy. Okay, and I I I I write poems. I and I studied poetry. And the thing here's the thing. Okay, do you do you still see that like when? Okay, there are great music, right? Great songwriters, um, who are writing songs that are poetry. 
But do you notice how it's always described as it's like poetry? Oh, yeah. Or it's, you know, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, um, for example, like, um, you know, like Bob Dylan's yeah. lyrics are like poetry. Yeah. Right? Which is really weird because you would not take a, a poet's work or a poem and say this is like a poem. You would say it's a poem. Mm-hmm. And um, like, okay, when Nas, the rapper Nas, when he dropped Illmatic, um, I list- that was one of the first CDs I ever bought, right? And um, I was listening to it. Uh, I bought it actually because the explicit lyrics thing was on it. And I just wanted him to hear him like curse, to cuss. But uh, I was like pleasantly surprised by how intricate the lyrics were, right? And I'm like, this is poetry. And um, a lot of articles came out at the time where they were lauding uh, Nas's lyrics and saying, you know, this is like poetry. And I was like, what? Why, why do they use this is like poetry? Or this is like art. It's almost art, right? And um, like, for example, Beyonce puts out a music video and it's art. But a lot of times I, I, I read and hear people say it's, it's, almost, it's like art. Oh, oh my, my God. God. This, is, yeah. this, is, this is art. As in like it has to be said. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't go to um, like a gallery. You wouldn't go to the MoMA and see uh, like, a, like a Gauguin painting or like a Van Gogh painting and be like, this is… This is almost like this is like art, like or like this is this is art, <laughs> yeah. right? It it would it would be redundant, like it would be unnecessary to say even, and um, that that's the thing. Like, I I I don't think we're living in a time where we need to distinguish between um things that are art and things that are like art, and yeah. things that are poetry and things that are like poetry, right? Because, um. I think every genre or anything that people can do, like film, um, music, like hip hop, fashion, architecture, yeah, architecture, photography, um, like interior design, um, even the design of this stapler, for example. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think engineering. in any yeah engineering technology in any field, you can take it to a a point where it's it's just unbelievable, where it is art. Where it is poetry. And um, to distinguish between like… And I get this a lot because I'm in, I, I'm in like songwriting. I'm in hip hop. Okay? And, um, and, and like for me as a writer… Um, back then when I, was, when I would write short stories or like, um, or like plays and, or write poetry… It's no different from when, when I'm writing my rap verses. Like I, there's absolutely no difference except for the fact that my rap verses rhyme, right? Because it's an audible art. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I'm in no different mind state. And I'm actually not touching on any different topics. You know, I'm saying I'm still, tr- you know, concerned with the same topics and writing with the same passion. And what I found odd at the beginning, like when I was in college, 
um, I would write poetry and my professors would, you know, would love it. And then afterwards, I would, you know, go to my room and I would write rap so that I could perform it like at night at, at some stage. Um, and it, all of a sudden, it's, it's not poetry. Mm. And like if I do it really well, somebody will say it's, it's like poetry. Yeah. It's almost like poetry or it's poetic. Or, you know, it could be compared to poetry. Yeah. And, um, and I always found that odd as a person who does it, you know, who does the thing. What, what is it? Uh, slam poetry? Yeah. Slam poetry. Uh, Chance, spoken word. Well, spoken word. Well, Chance the Rapper Lily was like a slam poet. Yeah, I did. Which a, obviously comes through in his style of rap. Yeah, and th- that's what I'm saying. It's like… Um, but I, I do find these like distinctions. And the reason why I say it is it's actually a disservice to poets too. And I don't think they get that. I think um, a lot of um, art critics and artists themselves who are doing what we call fine arts are, are afraid because they need to protect that space. You know what I mean? Like people who are writing classic, like, you know, just what we consider like just poetry, right? Like poets. Um, I think some of them are afraid of, um, you know, losing that that ground that they have, that territory that they have. And um, same thing with like classical music, same thing with like, um, you know, some jazz critics. Um, for example, like Tribe Called Quest. Mm. Their music is jazz, you know? It, to me, it is jazz. It's, it's not like they're not… Um, they're not doing an homage to jazz. They are doing jazz. They're carrying on that tradition to me. Yeah. And um, but there are critics who are like trying to protect what they have because because you know to give them something. Like, yes, it is very important to keep to maintain that tradition and to maintain that core. But I think if we stop um, having these really you know well defined distinctions. And like if we stop policing them, um, I think they have more to benefit, you know? And I don't know why sometimes like I I, sometimes I see like things written by critics and they seem like almost like they're threatened by, um, you know, sharing this. When when the entire purpose of music, fashion, art, um, poetry is is it's to be shared. Yeah. You know, with with the widest possible audience. Well, it's just like accepting that there's no rules. Yeah, exactly. There's right? no rules, so it's like, what is there to even technically criticize? Yeah, there's no rules that someone followed or didn't follow. Yeah, yeah. And, and and often, like I would say this, often it feels like, um, like a great grandfather looking at their um great grandson or great granddaughter. Um, or a great grandmother looking at their great granddaughter or son and saying, You didn't come from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that would be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and that would be the worst great grandfather ever, right? Yeah. Great, worst great grandmother ever. <laughs> and um, that's a mug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't come from me. Yes, we did. <laughs> We Why do you we think we're on Mars? we evolved it. We we made it better. We made it more um, interesting. We 
Some of it is worse, but some of it is also great, is what I, what I think. Cool. That's my uh, like, that's my thesis paper right now <laughs> on. Uh, and that's why I like animals. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm a fan of both. Yeah, there were uh, a lot of DMs that um, were asking about like the artistic process, the creative process, and like music because we are technically a music commentary mm-hmm. podcast, um, but. A lot of these questions were like this, though. Ray Kobe asked Tablo, "What's it like to work with Min Yoongi on a song?" Okay, so Yoongi is Suga from BTS. Okay. Uh, there were a lot of DMs asking what it's like. Uh, it's like working with any other artist um, that is very talented and passionate. Uh, and also like me and him, we we vibe really well, creative wise, like music wise. So um, it was a very simple process. I think we finished like we finished the song in a matter of days, but like the actual creation part didn't take a few hours even. Um, it Is was it just because you were so on the same page. Yeah, like like the vibe that he likes, and also the vibe that I like. Um. We actually collabed on two songs this year, right? The, the I, I wrote a song for Lee Sora and he was featured on it. And that worked out really fast as well. And the song that he wrote with us on our album, uh, Eternal Sunshine, was, you know, it, it came out super fast. It was the song on the album that came out fastest from like inception to execution. And I think you know there are certain artists where that happens um there are certain artists that are great to work with but it it the process is longer right because you have to you have to get a lot of different tangents like on the same page um so yeah it was it was pretty awesome uh there was also like one question where um somebody was thinking about becoming like a producer i think music producer oh, okay so Okay, so this person's um, handle, IG handle is producer just in. So P R O D dot just dot in. Hey, yo, blow. <laughs> What's a good path to take when trying to get your foot in the door in the Korean music industry as an artist, producer, engineer? I feel like the industry is very corporate and there's not many ways to get opportunities unless you take the trainee company route. How did you do it? And do you have any tips? Regardless, big fan of the podcast and obviously your music as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, producer Justin. Um, yeah, it is super co- corporate. Um, it's super corporate, not just in Korea, but like everywhere else. Uh, you know, let's, let's first, let me first say this. Um, judging from like the many interviews I've done with like foreign press, Okay. I really do not like or appreciate that um, they try to pigeonhole like K-pop and like the Korean music industry as like this super like factory, like factory, like corporate, like, um, like machine. Yeah. Okay. Because where the hell do you think we got that from? Like, honestly. Where do you think that system came from? I mean, that's been around for a very, very long time. And it happens in everywhere else too, you know? And also, what I don't like is that 
they only focus on on like a few specific cases where that happens and then make it seem like every single part of this scene here is like that and n- no <laughs> we have like i i think possibly the most interesting independent scene anywhere in the world yeah for um, real yeah like the music scene here like from live concerts to clubs to like um just people performing on the street like the different genres we have like um the different you know messages the the different like crews everything is very very um vibrant and alive and even with the, some of the companies that are being like described as super like factory like i know a ton of artists that that are there are that are super independent and super creative and um even if there are certain things that they have to do to you know to like you know certain things like choreography and stuff like that right certain yeah. things that they have to do they still have enough room to um you know write songs and be be creative yeah. right and but I, i just needed to say that because a lot of the times when i get questions like this th- there's you know there's a misconception that korean like korean industry is like somehow more corporate Yeah. And the reason and Justin's not saying that. Producer Justin here yeah, is, yeah, isn't yeah. saying that. But the reason why I'm telling you this is that um there what, is a space for indie artists. Yeah. And also on the flip side, America is the same way too or wherever you are. Any any industry that makes money, that makes a ton of money, um you're going to have a corporate structure because they want to make more money. They want to create a system where you know they they can continue to make profits and secure their profits right and that's when corruption begins and that you know and just create crazy things happen and um but that's just the way it is anywhere and i think if you want to be like an artist producer engineer in in this kind of um climate uh There definitely are more opportunities than just being just being a trainee or a, or doing the company route. For me, for example, like I I was inadvertently, um, you know, I be, I had to take that independent route sort of because I had no choice. Like because I was in a in a genre that um, big like labels at the time were not interested in. Like the same big labels that exist now, um, you know, most of them existed back then when I started. And uh, the thing is, you know, they didn't want to, um, you know, do do hip hop because it it wasn't. There were certain companies that told me flat out that my music would never get big. Um, just told me to my face, and um, I was like, well. Well, it, I'll make it big on my own then, and um, so I had to sign with like a, a label that at the time uh, wasn't really a big company. It was like two, three employees, um, and you know I went through a lot of hardships, a um, lot of complicated things that I mentioned in previous um, in a previous Tableau podcast. So go check that out. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, um, I didn't have much of a choice, and I think. And at the time, we didn't have SoundCloud. Um, YouTube was not around. 
we didn't have social media so like if you wanted people to hear your music you literally had to like burn it on a cd and like pass it around you had to like physically um like visit uh, like a like an artist or a company and like hand it over to them and hope that they won't you know throw it away and um you had to like just get word of mouth going like literally um physically and so it was much harder and um the thing is like you know you 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 just you just have to work at it right like you just have to try and now there are so many tools i'm actually like you know that we use too now right like i'm really heavily into like all that like youtube social media stuff because that's the you know that's the only way to get my word and my music across to my fans now and and that's a that's a that's an incredible tool that you guys have so if you're like an aspiring producer um here's one thing you shouldn't do though okay like i i'm actually giving out like real advice today on the podcast wow <laughs> i'm not just saying crazy things okay here's one thing you shouldn't do um don't dm everybody mm. okay and um and and the one big mistake that uh, I see a lot of um, like aspiring artists make, like you're not entitled to this, okay? Like you're not entitled to people listening to your music. Um, everyone has all the listeners have the freedom to choose what they like and to choose what they will listen to. So you 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 don't have the right to force the music on anyone. Okay, the the quicker you figure that out, uh the quicker you figure out that they don't no one has to really listen to your music, um the faster it you will the the easier it'll be for you to get to the level where people will want to listen to you regardless. Okay? Because your music is that good or you're saying something that is that people will flock to okay or people will like vibe with and um so you're not entitled to this and i've gotten a ton of um like i don't check my dms uh and i haven't checked my dms in in years and um i recently went in a few times because i've started this podcast I realized that some people were sending in questions about the podcast to my DMs. And I don't really even know how to check them. And I went in and um there are certain um like aspiring musicians that so they will send a link but it'll be like, "Yo, I'm I'm an aspiring producer, I'm or a rapper, so and so. Listen to this." Right? Which is fine. Okay. You don't want to take the time to like actually you know nicely you know because i'm sure that this is being dm'd to other artists as well like not just to me yeah. um but you know take a little time to to write it in a way where people are going to you know pay attention to you like maybe introduce yourself a little bit maybe s- say like please you know but what's crazy is after that there were more dms that came from that person like why aren't you responding oh my god what am i that shitty Dude, oh. I haven't heard your music, but I will tell you like I don't think you're going to you're you're going to be able to work with other people 
with that kind of mentality. Like if you're if you feel that entitled, no one's gonna want to collab with you. No one's gonna put their hard-earned money behind you. No one's gonna put their lives on the line um, and their future on the line to work with somebody that feels like they deserve it. You know? Yeah. Without actually, without anything happening yet. With doing arguably the bare minimum. Yeah. And the thing is, I I see a lot of this. Okay? And the reason why I'm saying it is not to complain about them, right? Or not to say that like, you know, not to like, not to be angry or anything. But I'm just saying, if you really want to get your foot in the door, that is the one thing you should not do. Okay, don't um, don't just hit people over the head with like this sense of entitlement. Like you don't. Nobody in the world deserves success or deserves a chance um, without like earnest work. For for like everybody that's somewhere, everybody that you are DMing, everybody that you are like reaching out to, um, got there. Because they 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 worked really hard. It's not like they were born into like a huge fandom. Okay? They worked to get there. So when you try to reach out to them, um, you know, maybe not do that. I think maybe especially in music and like hip-hop or something, there's this idea that the bigger your ego or persona, the more like, oh, I'll fake it till I make it with that kind of energy. But you know what's funny? I know… As controversial as he is present day, I know multiple people who've worked directly with Kanye West. Yeah. They say literally the most polite, yes. nicest human being they've ever seen. Like literally like shy to a point where he would be like, I'm so sorry for interrupting. Do you know where the bathroom is? Sorry. Like that. Dude, like every single person that I I collab with, um, there are certain artists that I've collabed with for over 10 years. Okay. And um Every single person that like seems, you know, crazy on stage or like, like to the point where they, they're kind of scary are the most polite, um, the most caring and like will not demand anything. You know, they will always try to see what more they can do. And um, that's just the, the, the way we all are like behind the scenes, right? And what we are on stage or in front of the camera, I mean, like, that's that's just part of a persona, too. It's just charisma. Yeah, yeah but, like, <laughs> none of us are, like, meeting each other. Well, not none of us, but <laughs> um, most of the people that I work with, at least, we're not, like, meeting each other and, like, you know, flexing and well, stuff. Well, Cuts does believe he can be a pop artist. <laughs> well, yeah, two, except none of us except two Cuts. But what I'm saying is, yeah, that that is the, the first tip I would give like um it's it's a state of mind. Tell yourself, okay, like tell yourself right now you are you don't deserve or you're not entitled to anything. No one has to listen to what your music or or see your videos or um like you know buy your books. No one has to. Okay? Listeners are totally allowed to ignore you. And there's nothing wrong on their part, right? The quicker you realize this, the faster you will get to the level where people can't ignore you, okay? Where, where 
where you really truly do deserve to be heard and to be seen. And that's that's the advice I, I would give. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the way it was for me. And I don't think that changes. That's for everything. That's for everything. That's for all work. Not even art. You know, that's for like podcasting even. <laughs> See? Cause don't I slide into my DMs yeah, with your podcast. Check, check it out. <laughs> Dude. Do I deserve to have a bunch of ads on this podcast? <laughs> do I deserve to actually be making a little bit of like… Can I at least make the gas money? Break even. Okay. The gas money that it took me to get here. Can I at least have like the money to <laughs> to pay for this lighting and these cameras that we bought for some reason instead of borrowing? Sungun is expensive. Okay. And <laughs> Sungun looks expensive. Okay. He looks expensive. His skills look expensive. And of course… Yeah. I would love to think that I deserve it. Right? Because I've been in the music industry for 16 years. And like… We already have a bunch of listeners. Um, of course, I can feel that way. But no. Like we're on episode like how many? And we're going to have to get to at least like… Possibly a hundred episodes. <laughs> and then we will start having some kind of revenue to make up for these losses. <laughs> but what I'm saying is… Even 16 years in… I'm totally okay with… Doing hard, hard work with this podcast to get to the level, to the point where we deserve, we deserve that Tesla money. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, check out all the previous episodes too. There's some stuff that you probably uh, missed out on. They're great. Follow us on IG, Twitter. We're available anywhere podcasts are available. And if you enjoyed this show, dude, tell like three of your friends, okay? And if, you, if you've already told your friends and they're listening, tell them to tell like three of their friends. Oh, wait, that would just go in a circle. Um, tell them to like tell their lovers, their parents, like <laughs> their, their, their Uber driver, their Tada drivers, their like Lyft drivers. Just like get the word out for me, okay? Grassroots. We got to get there. We got to get there. Thank you very much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.